God bless you. You may be seated. It's been said to all of our guests that are here, whether you're here for the first time or a repeat guest, or whether you're watching online, we're so glad that you're here with us, that you have connected. Can we give all of our guests a wonderful hand clap once again? I give honor to your pastor and his wife. I love Pastor and Sister Hoffman. I thank God for their family. How many of you love the Hoffmans? Come on, why don't you give it up for your pastor and his wife and family? I appreciate him so very much through the years. He's been so kind to me. As I said in the first service, we had the privilege of ministering here six years ago. And there are a lot of places that my wife and our two kids have gone, over 450 places that we have ministered across the United Pentecostal Church in 20 years. But my kids still remember being at the Hoffman's home, having a wonderful meal, great time. But he poured some things into me and just that time that I will never forget. And I'm thankful for him, amen, taking the time, especially in this pandemic, your pastor has been so kind to me. And I know that they've been going through it. The Lord has seen them through, amen. And great parents he had, great father, amen. The Lord is going to work. But I just thank God for Pastor and Sister Hoffman. One more time, can you clap your hands and thank the Lord for them? You know, it's amazing. I know the lights are down, but I could feel Pastor Hoffman's spirit. So you let him know I was glad, amen, to at least get a glimpse of the man of God, amen. To Pastor Mike and his family, I thank the Lord for them. How many of you love Pastor Mike and his family? When he got up here and talked about the valley of the shadow of death, he wasn't just speaking from some theory, but from his own wheelhouse. I told him yesterday I was amazed when I saw him on Friday instead of having his head down instead of having a victim mentality he was holding his head high amen and I believe that God is going to give them double for their trouble I believe that God is going to bless if you believe that if you believe that why don't you clap your hands and why don't you thank the Lord praise God and to all of the leadership staff, I give all of you honor, Pastor John, Pastor Dre, amen. I just, uh, it's amazing, that song. I still remember. I took my kids. I hadn't been in San Antonio since I was six years old. But I took them by the church where I was baptized in Jesus' name and received the Holy Ghost because I still remember what the Lord has done for me. Amen. How many you thank God for your worship, Pastor? Can you clap your hands and thank the Lord? Praise God. You know, I, not only did I think about when the Lord forgave me, filled me with the Holy Ghost, even as a child. Some have a testimony of what the Lord has brought you out of. Some others have a testimony of what the Lord has kept you from. And I have that testimony. But I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee in a drug-infested, gang-infested apartment. It was the worst apartment in Memphis. And as you were singing, as this worship team was doing such an excellent job, I remember that I should be a statistic. Some of my friends are no longer here. I should have been a drug dealer. I should have been in the grave, but I am here today. Not only do I remember when the Lord forgave me and filled me with the Holy Ghost, 
but I remember all the things that he's kept me. There are so many blessings that God has given me, and I still remember. Does anybody still remember the goodness of the Lord in your life? Can you shout hallelujah? To Pastor Kento, to all the leadership team, God bless you. Can we give all the leadership team a wonderful hand clap once again? Brother Colin Zenobia, love you, my friend. Can you give Brother Zenobia a wonderful hand clap? Appreciate that, young man. Got a couple PKs in the house. Amen. Love and appreciate each and every last one of you. Amen. The Bible says in Psalms 107, verses 23 and following, the psalmist declares these words, They that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Can somebody say in the deep? For he commands and raises the stormy wind which lifts up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. Can somebody say trouble? They reel to and fro. They stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. Can somebody say trouble? And he brings them out of their distresses. He makes the storm calm so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet. So he brings them unto their desired haven. And then the psalmist says, oh, that men, oh, that woman, oh, that people would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. I wonder one more time, can somebody lift up your hands? Can somebody lift up your voice? And can somebody praise the Lord for his goodness? Come on, can somebody praise the Lord for the wonderful things that he has done, that he is doing, that he will continue to do? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, that's it all over this house. Somebody magnify the name of Jesus. We glorify you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Turns the mind, tell him, my God is too kind to be cruel. He's too wise to make a mistake. To my dear sister who is going to Urshan, I am so glad that you're here. Even though I did not go to Urshan, I went to Gateway College of Evangelism. There is a slight difference, but my wife, her pastor was Brother Jonathan Urshan, senior matter of fact, in Pastor Hoffman's office, Brother Urshan's father, Timothy Urshan, and I saw that picture also where my wife received the Holy Ghost uh, at White Way Tabernacle, that building, my precious wife received the Holy Ghost, but I am glad that, the, that it's not all IBC, praise God. We might be in the minority, but the Lord still loves us, Amen. How many of you are just thankful for what you feel here right now? The scripture that I just, the passage that I just read to you, the psalmist noticed that these sailors were struggling for survival because of the storm at sea. Their soul melted because the waters were troubled. Can somebody say trouble? But when they reached their wits end, it's when they came to an end of themselves, when they recognized that they could not save themselves, they cried out unto the Lord for rescue. What's remarkable to me is that the psalmist noted that God had allowed the storm. The Bible says that he commanded the waters to be troubled in order to do a work in their lives. Can I tell somebody here this afternoon that when the waters are troubled, 
God, amen, wants to do a work in your life. Let me say that again. When the waters are, are troubled, God is wanting to do something wonderful in your life. Can somebody shout amen? We all go through trials and tribulations. Uh, We all have struggles. And I know it's cliche, but it's true. The struggle is uh, real. Turns to my tongue, the struggle is real. Now, now I know that there are some people that try to cover up things and they try to make everybody think that everything is just just fine and, 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 and there are no issues. But sometimes the issue is you. And the struggle is real. We all have struggles, but the struggle, I I want somebody to know here today that the struggle does not have to end in hopelessness and despair. I said the struggle doesn't have to end in hopelessness and despair. There is a a solution. Turn somebody and tell them there is a solution. There is a Savior. Turn somebody else and tell them there is a Savior. I don't know who it is here today, but I know that there's somebody in this place that feels like giving up. Uh, But let me tell you right now, whether you're watching online or whether you're in-house, let me tell you, you don't have to give up. Uh, You don't have to throw in the towel. There is a God who will work on your behalf. Yes, uh, you may feel like you're in the valley. Yes, uh, you might feel like you're about to go down. Yes, uh, you might feel like you're at your wit's end, but it's not the end. I come to tell somebody, just because, amen, you feel like you're at the end uh, does not mean that it's over our God. God is able. He has the final say. He's still able to do a work uh, in your life. Does anybody believe that? Can you clap your hands uh, and can somebody shout amen? The Bible tells us that when they called on the name of the Lord, that he delivered them. If somebody here today would just call on the name of the Lord, I come to tell you, amen, that he will come to your rescue. He will deliver you. It doesn't matter what has happened in your life. It doesn't matter what you have gone through. It doesn't matter what your situation. It doesn't matter if you feel imprisoned. It doesn't matter if you feel bound. Amen. I come to tell you that the Lord will deliver you. He will rescue you. He will make you free. Does anybody believe that? Can you lift up your hands? Can somebody lift up your voice? And can somebody call on the name of the Lord right now? Come on, somebody call on the name of the Lord today. Just because you feel at your wit's end does not mean it's the end. I come to tell somebody that you are still within his reach. I said you're still within his reach. If you are here today, if you are watching online, you are still within the reach of the master. The psalmist saw the sailors in the midst of a storm. Can I remind us here today that storms are a part of life? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter where you live. You will encounter storms. Not just a storm, but a storm or two. You will encounter storms both figuratively and in actuality. Just yesterday, there was a storm that came through where we were staying at up in Saginaw. And uh, my wife, I told her if if she wasn't an evangelist's wife, she would be a meteorologist. I mean, whenever there's a storm, she knows about it. And she'll tell me, and I'm, I'm kind of individual, like, oh, yeah, you know, storm, whatever. It's, but I learned to listen to that precious lady. We've been married for 21 years. I told Pastor Hoffman, I said, for our 21st uh, wedding cele- or, or, or anniversary, we decided to have Portillo's right here in Sterling Heights. I said, there is a God. Ladies and gentlemen, my wife said, there's a storm coming. 
I said, I don't know about that, but the, the phones began to blare and began to give a warning that a tornado was spotted um, to the west of Saginaw. And I said, you know what? My wife is right 99.7% of the time. So I said, let's get going. Let's try to avoid this storm. A couple of years ago, I was in a meeting down here in Metro Detroit, and um, the Lord was so good. My pastor, Brother Stan Gleason, was there. He said something so kind to me. We made our, I made my way back up to Saginaw, where we normally stay. And uh, when we got in, went to sleep. Well, we didn't go to sleep. My kids, my son is now 16. He was 14. Then my daughter's 10. She was nine. And unfortunately, they're not able to be here today. We're about to head to California, Lord willing, tomorrow. We have a long drive, a long drive. And so, but um, we were up past one o'clock and telling jokes and laughing, trying to get the kids to go to sleep. And next thing you know, my dad said, uh, or my, my son, my dad, my son, he, sometimes he thinks he's my dad. No, I said, I'm dad. But my son said to me, dad, come here. I came into the living room there and saw water everywhere. My wife, she got up. She's like, oh, a flooded storm had come through. And that storm flooded the evangelist quarters. And ladies and gentlemen, I realized at that particular time, when my wife says, there's a storm, I need to prepare Storms will happen in our lives. It does not matter who you are. You will experience a storm. Most storms are not of our own doing. Amen. When the weather begins to change, we're not the one, amen, that causes it to light and, and to begin to thunder. We're not the one that brings the storm, amen, most of the time, amen. The storms are out of our control. They're not of our own doing. But there are some storms that are a result of our choices, some storms that happen in our lives are a result of our own doing, figuratively speaking. Some storms, amen, God allows, uh, even sends our way to keep us uh, from the error of uh, our ways. The Bible says that the Lord has his way in uh, the whirlwind and in uh, the storm. I said sometimes God allows us to make decisions and choices uh, that brings about a storm and he will allow that storm to keep us uh, from the error of our ways. Jonah is a prime example. The Bible tells us uh, that after the Lord told Jonah to go to Nineveh, that Jonah arose to flee. Amen. He went away from the presence of the Lord. Uh, the scripture says that he went down to Joppa. He found a ship, amen, that was going to a place that he could get far, far away from Nineveh. Nineveh. He paid the fare. He went down into the, the ship uh, to go unto that other place uh, from the presence of the Lord. But the Bible says uh, that the Lord sent out a great wind uh, on the sea and there was a mighty tempest uh, on the sea so that the ship was about uh, to be broken up. The Lord allowed the decisions that Jonah made uh, to bring about a storm to keep him uh, from heading in the direction uh, in which he was going. Can I tell somebody that sometimes uh, God allows the waters to be troubled in your life uh, to keep you from heading in the wrong direction? I said, sometimes the mercy of God uh, does not take away the storm. Sometimes God, he can keep the storm from coming. Uh, he can carry you through the storm. Uh, amen. But I come to tell you that sometimes God allows the storm uh, to keep you from heading in the wrong direction. The reason why somebody is here right now, the reason why somebody is watching online is because a storm has come. Uh, amen. And God has allowed that storm uh, so that you can be right here today. 
But ladies and gentlemen, even though there are storms that are coming in our lives that we have no control over, it's just the weather, amen, it was unexpected. We were not, amen, planning for it. It just came unexpectedly, even though there are storms that are out of our control. And then even though we experience storms uh, as a result of our own choices and decisions, even though God allows some storms to keep us from heading in the wrong direction, that's not always the case. Because the Lord troubles the waters at times in your life uh, to get you, amen, to a place where he can teach you uh, a life lesson. I said sometimes the Lord troubles the waters in your life uh, at times to teach you uh, a life lesson. Jesus did this uh, to his disciples on more than one occasion. One of those occasions is found in Matthew chapter 8 verses 23 through 27. The Bible says that Jesus entered into a ship and his disciples followed him. Can somebody say they followed him? Turn somebody say follow him. The Bible says, behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. There they were on the Sea of Galilee or the Lake of Gennesaret. The Bible says that he was asleep. His disciples came to him and they awoke him saying, Lord, save us. We perish. But he said to them, why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Uh, Then he arose uh, and rebuked the winds and the sea. And the Bible says that there was a great calm. uh, And the men, those disciples, marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, uh, that even the winds and the sea uh, obey him? Can I tell somebody here this afternoon that just because Jesus is silent uh, does not mean that he is not sympathetic uh, to your storm? I said, just because you don't feel that he's answering your prayers uh, does not mean that he's not compassionate to your condition. Uh, He knows what you're going through. Uh, He knows when the waves and the seas and the billows roll. Uh, He knows that the storm is raging your life. Uh, He's just waiting on you to cry out to him. Uh, He's just waiting for you to awaken him with your prayers. Uh, He's just waiting. Amen. He stands ready to speak peace into your storm. Uh, He's ready to speak peace into your situation. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord allowed the storm to teach uh, his disciples that they couldn't save themselves. Uh, They couldn't do it by themselves. Uh, They couldn't depend on themselves or just on each other. They needed him. Uh, Can I tell somebody, amen, doesn't matter how successful you are, doesn't matter how great your career is going, how great things are going with your education, doesn't matter, amen, how how prosperous you have been, uh, you cannot make it without him. There are just some storms uh, that you're not smart enough to get yourself out of. Uh, There are just some storms, uh, amen, that you're not creative enough to get yourself out of. Uh, There are some storms, amen, that come in life uh, that you've got to have him. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not believe, amen, that God created the coronavirus. I do not believe, uh, amen, that he's just wreaked death, amen, uh, as a result of judgment. No, I believe that because sin is in the world, there are sicknesses and diseases. Because uh, Eve was deceived and Adam disobeyed, uh, there are sin, there's sickness, there's disease, there's viruses, coronaviruses, uh, and as a result, death. As I mentioned in the first service, I lost my dear and precious evangelist mentor. Amen. He was a great man of God, Brother Eli Hernandez. Uh, he spent 45 days in the Vegas uh, hospital, there in a veterans hospital. But the coronavirus did not win. The Lord saw fit to take him. I said the Lord saw fit to take him. Amen. I, 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 I don't understand why everything has happened, but, but I do know that in November of 2019, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said if the American church was not awakened in 2020, it would be. 
Little did we know that we were going to go through a pandemic. Uh, but I believe, amen, that God has allowed everything to happen. He's allowed this storm to come uh, to awaken us, to help us to realize uh, that we cannot make it on our own. Uh, we need God. He's given everybody an opportunity while there is still time uh, to make it right with him. Can somebody say amen? Can somebody shout praise the Lord? You can't make it on your own. The Lord used the storm to reveal to them something about himself and to get them to the other side. For on the other side, they were going to encounter something that their own human ability and ingenuity was no match without the help of the Lord. So he allowed the waters to be troubled. The Lord, I come and tell somebody today that the Lord will allow the waters to be troubled in your life to take you where he wants you to go. Can somebody lift up your hands right now? Can somebody lift up your voice and say, Lord, whatever you desire to do in my life, let it happen, God. Amen. Let the let this trouble in my life, let these waters that are being troubled teach me a lesson, God. Let it reveal something to me. Let it get me where you want me to go. The psalmist said, Amen, in 107 of Psalms. He helps us to understand that God allows the waters to be troubled for a reason. Amen. He gives a few reasons. The first is that we are to see the works of God and his wonders in the deep. The Lord sometimes allows the waters to be troubled to get you into the deep so that you can see what only he can do in your life. The Bible says deep calls unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Amen. Sometimes we are just in shallow waters. Amen. But the Lord said, I need you to get to a place where it's out of your control. I need you to get to a place where you depend upon me. That's another reason why the Lord begins to trouble the waters is to get you to a place where you become totally dependent on the Lord. It's only when you're there in that place where you say, I can't do it all on my own. When the waters are troubled, it's only when you are there that God is able to step in and be God in your life. Amen. I want to kiss somebody, lift up your hands and say, Lord, I want you to do what you desire to do. I want to get into the deep waters. Come on, I don't want to remain in the shallow waters. I want you to do what you want to do in my life. I am totally dependent upon you. Can somebody lift up your voice? Can somebody lift up your faith right now? Say, Lord, I need you. I can't make it on my own. When the waters are troubled, amen, the Lord's trying to get you to depend upon him uh, so that he can deliver you, uh, so that he can rescue somebody is here today, uh, amen, you're struggling with guilt and condemnation from the things uh, that you've done in your past and in your present, uh, but can I tell you right now that the Lord has troubled your waters uh, so that you can realize that you cannot forgive yourself, you cannot deliver yourself, uh, you cannot save yourself, only he can forgive you, uh, only he can remove that guilt and condemnation, uh, only he can write the slate clean, uh, only God can save your soul when the waters are troubled the Lord is trying to deliver somebody the Lord is trying to save somebody I haven't come to just to play church but I come to reach for somebody here today in this service somebody who's watching online that needs deliverance you try to go through the motions you try to let everybody think that everything is okay but deep down on the inside there are some struggles you've been going through some storms amen and you need God to set you free I come to tell you that the reason why he's troubled your waters is because he desires uh, to deliver you. Does anybody believe that in this place? Uh, I wonder, can you stand to your feet? Uh, I wonder, can you put your hands together? Come on, somebody clap your hands and lift up your voice right now. 
Remain standing with me all over this house. Sometimes the Lord troubles the waters uh, to get you to where he wants you to go. He's got, amen, something great in store for you on the other side. Turn somebody and say on the other side. Amen. Pastor Mike, God's got something on the other side of what you've just gone through. Uh, Amen. I come to tell somebody, amen, that you won't receive a miracle until you have to have a need. Uh, But when you have a need and you have, amen, a situation uh, where it's out of your control, that's when the Lord says, uh, on the other side of what you're going through, uh, I've got your miracle. I've got your blessing. uh, I've got your healing. I got, does anybody believe that in this house? Can you shout hallelujah? Sometimes the Lord troubles the waters to get your attention. Turn to mind and tell him the Lord's trying to get your attention right now. The Bible says in John chapter 5, verses 2 through 9, John recalls the story of a man who was miraculously healed. He had been waiting for a long time. The Bible says there at Jerusalem by the sheep market, there was a pool, which was called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda. Can somebody say Bethesda? The word Bethesda means house of mercy. John goes on to describe those who are around that pool of Bethesda. He calls them impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. He describes them who are waiting for the moving of the water as impotent. They were without strength in the Greek New Testament. It meant that they were powerless on their own. But can I tell somebody that it's at the house of mercy where the powerless can be empowered. I said it's in the house of mercy where you can receive your miracle. The Bible says that the reason why they were there waiting for the moving of the water is because an angel went down and at certain times, certain seasons into the pool and troubled the water. The whosoever then first, uh, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, uh, was made whole of whatsoever disease uh, he or she had. John continues on to tell us that there was a certain man there who had an infirmity for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been in that condition now for a long time, he asked him this question. Do you want to be made whole? Turn somebody and ask him the question. Do you want to be made whole. Jesus asked that man that question. Unfortunately, the impotent man starts making excuses. He says, sir, I have no man that when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, while I am coming, another steps down before me. He thought that the phenomenon was going to cure him. But I come to tell somebody that this man did not realize that the troubling of the waters is just to get your attention to anticipate a divine encounter. This man was having a God encounter, but he did not recognize who Jesus was. Instead, he started making excuses, but thank God uh, he was at Bethesda. Thank God uh, he was at the house of mercy. Thank God uh, Jesus did not listen to his excuses. Uh, He just said to him, rise, uh, take up your bed and walk. And the Bible says immediately the man was made whole. Uh, He took up his cart and he began to walk. 
I come and tell somebody here today that sometimes uh, the Lord will start troubling the waters in your life uh, because he wants to give you a miracle. You might think, amen, that you might be in trouble. You've been saying, Lord, I've been trying to do everything that's right. Why is this storm coming my way? Uh, But sometimes, amen, it's not because you've done anything wrong, uh, but because the Lord is about to give you a miracle. He's troubling the waters because he's got something bigger. He's got something better. Amen. He's troubling the waters uh, because he's about to heal. He's about to completely... I come and tell somebody he's troubling the waters uh, because he's got a financial blessing. Uh, He's troubling the waters uh, because he's about to reach your family. Amen. I come and tell somebody that the greatest miracle is the miracle of salvation. uh, When he begins to trouble the waters in your life, uh, it's because he wants to save you. Does anybody believe that? Can you lift up your hands? Can somebody lift up your voice? Uh, Come on, somebody lift up your voice right now. Come on, somebody lift up your voice right now. That said, Hallelujah. God's about to do something great right now. It's time for somebody to step out from where you are. It's time for somebody. Amen. It's not the troubling of the waters. That's some pool. It's not an angel. But the Lord Jesus Christ is here right now. Amen. There is angelic activity to help you to receive what you need. But Jesus is here to give somebody a God encounter. He's about to give somebody a miracle. Come on, that's it in order to truly understand why God troubles the waters. You got to go back to the book of Genesis. The Bible says in the beginning, amen, that the Spirit of God began to move upon the face of the waters. It's when God began to move upon the face of the waters. When His Spirit began to move on those waters, then the Lord spoke and said, let there be light. And there was light. I come and tell somebody that the Lord's about to speak into your storm. Where there is darkness, He's about to give light. Where there's been, amen, misunderstanding and confusion. He's about to speak peace. There's a about to be revelation. There's about to be illumination. Come on, somebody. Let the Spirit of God be going to do what He wants to do. Come on, somebody. Let the Spirit of God do what He wants to do in your life. Come on, you might be a guest, but this is the reason why you're here. The Lord has troubled your waters. Come on, that's it. Let the Lord do what He desires to do for you right now. Come on, ministry team. Pastoral staff, can you help me right now? Can you help me right now? In the name of Jesus. Come on, now everybody is going through a storm. But this message is for you. If you are the one going through it, come on, somebody. Let the Spirit of God begin to work. Come on, let the Spirit of God move upon your waters. Come on, that's it right now. That's it, that's it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody get into the deep. Somebody get into the deep right now. That's where you can see the wonders of God. That's where you can experience the miraculous. That's it in this place. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Somebody's about to be healed. Somebody's about to be filled with the Spirit. Come on, the Lord's going to forgive you. Something's about to be restored in your life. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, that's the Spirit of God moving upon your waters. That's the Spirit of God working your situation. That's the Lord speaking peace to your storm. 
That's in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody call on his name right now. Somebody call on his name right now. Come on, that's it. Release your faith. Release your faith. This storm is not going to destroy me. This storm is going to take me to the other side. I'm not going down. I'm going over. I'm not going down. I'm going over. Come on, that's it. Uh-huh. 